It's episode 310, and this week I will just let you know that I did something I was supposed to do that Ken asked me to do. We now have sound effects for the Velvet Slam- Sledgehammer. But you don't even need it this week. But I don't need it you this week, this so week. I'm going to hold it. I'm not going to get let yeah. you have it this no. week. Because this week was a little more smiley. Ken it's had, Mother's Day weekend. Ken we had, had, we had, Ken had a nice tie. I even wore a tie this week. This week. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of uh, silver and, and pink. pink, and he was looking just nice and tight and fit. His mom did the announcements this week. <laughs> Can I just tell you that my poor mom, she was like horrified because I told her what our plan was was, <laughs> was to get all the moms of staff to to read the announcements. Then you're going to blend them all together. Well, apparently. I was the only <laughs> responsible person who got their mom to do it. <laughs> and so I told my mom, I said, you're going to, it's just going to be, it's going to be a bunch of people. So don't worry, you know, just, just record it quick and they'll, yeah. they'll just, it'll be fine. <laughs> it was all mom. And she was like, I would have done it differently. <laughs> had, I I known. had I known. I was like, no, as good as it was. So anyway. No, it thanks, was. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Mom always comes through. They do. I mean, you know, we made the suggestion to my mom, and she was like, sure, I'll come in and do that. No problem. And then she's yeah. like, what did I get myself into? So, Mom, yeah. Ken's mom, Mom, I, I kind of get it. I get what yeah. you're coming from. But it's yeah. okay. We enjoyed it anyway because, yeah. you know, we haven't really gotten a chance to know Ken's mom. Yeah. So, I would, I'd say you still have a ways to go then ways because to go, reading then, yeah. announcements, I don't know about that. Well. Yeah, that qualifies as knowing her. A little bit. Maybe. Feel like it? Well. Okay. You saw your personality I feel like, there? I feel like when she comes to church for the first time at Whole Life Church, I'm going to recognize her. Oh, she's been. Now. She's already been there. You missed it. Did huh? I miss it? Oh, you did. What? Yeah. Your parents were here. Yeah. When? Christmas Early time. On? I was here. Where was I? I Sleeping, don't know. obviously. Apparently, Maybe I didn't. Apparently, <laughs> I didn't introduce you. Sorry about <laughs> it that. It must have been one of those hooky weeks that we take every so <laughs> often. But guess who I saw in the lobby this week that we were discussing it last week? Couldn't really figure it out. And I am going to look for this episode, and I'm going to post it in the show notes because I want you to go back and listen to it because we talked about it last week. Zed Stefanovic. Yeah. And the word we were looking for was commitments. There we go. Instead of commandments, he said, think of the commitments, instead of being a command-driven, being a one-sided engagement where as a commitment denotes a relationship where both parties are committed to each other and wanting to please each other and wanting the best for each other. Why didn't you invite Zed to come in here and just do this with know. us? What was wrong with you? I, you know, I should have said, hey, Zed, would you just come in and do another episode? Yeah. And maybe maybe we have to do a bonus, see if he'll be willing to come and do a little bonus of extra things that we need to know. Because ever since I heard the first time when he said commitments, not commandments, I was like, that that. That just immediately in my mind, without yeah. giving a lot of thought, was like, whoa, that's different. Yeah. Hadn't thought of it that way. And guess what? I'm not nearly as, <sighs> I suppose, if I'm not supposed to kill someone, I guess I won't. Yeah. But now I they feel like- Do they also tell you they also call them the 10 words? The 10 words, yes. 10 words, yep. 10 commitments. Yeah. Yeah. But I just thought that was- I like that, though. A I nice like commitments. Way. Yeah. And he thought, and if it's more accurate- Let's I, go with it. I kind of believe like that's what it is, and yeah. that's what God would want us. How He would inte- how He intended us. Yeah, maybe you'll have to, to ch- you'll have to change that up. Yeah, let's just start like at from. It's always life, good when you learn new stuff, right? And it's I good like when it. you have smart people who go to church with you. And I think we should force everyone that 
is going to talk about the Ten Commitments to say commitments. Yeah, the Ten Commitments. We don't talk about commitments around here. We, we talk, talk about, about commitments. commitments. Mm. Mm. See? Yeah. Well, I, think, <laughs> I think we're on to something. So I actually made a note while I was in there nice. so I didn't forget Showing to Showing me your, your phone with the note on it. With, I see it. I can verify yep. that there is a note. Because he came out and caught me. Because I caught him as he was coming into church. I'm like, just make sure we catch today before we leave. By the way, we're honored that he's even listening, right? You know, I busy man like that. He is, and I as uh, smart as he is. I've always found Zed. I actually met Zed a long time ago. He's always just been this. He always has a a, a warm tone to his voice, a uh, that little smile that's always yep. there when you look. And uh, one of the nicest people, and certainly probably the most knowledgeable Old Testament knowledge based yeah. person that I know. I mean, he's and, arguably uh, one of the foremost experts in the Seventh Avenue Church on that topic. Really? Yeah. I, I mean I know he's, he's right up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just enjoyed the last podcast. So I am gonna somehow dig through. I don't know exactly I'm just gonna have to go through all three hundred and look in the show notes because he's not his name like isn't in the title and I don't remember which <laughs> which, <laughs> which one series it was. it was and there's only three hundred and nine to go through. 10 with this one. So yeah. <laughs> it'll take me a little bit. Can't believe it was just, we were at 300, just seems like yesterday. And then, you know, we're at 310. Three boom. months later, boom. It's time to go out and do something remote again. I feel like you're right. We've been asking for guest hosts. Yeah. And so if you'd like to be a guest host, and maybe if you have a guest host and you have a cool place we could record the mm-hmm. podcast, that would be even better. So I think, yeah. that, well, let's just throw that one out there and see where that one lands. Belly of a whale. Ooh, maybe not quite so stinky. <laughs> equipment doesn't like that. <laughs> equipment, it's hard to get the stink out of these uh, mouth, these spit guards on the yeah, microphone. Just get a new one. <laughs> there, you, there you go. I'm sure we can talk John into all that. Yeah, won't why be, not? Won't be a problem. All right. This week, I don't know. Let's see. What? We're eight weeks in, seven Seven Commandments, but this week was number five, and it was, Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be prolonged on the land which the Lord your God gives you. Mm -hmm. That's the uh, New New American Standard Bible. Mm -hmm. That says about the same thing, but I like that version. Yeah, I think it's probably the—I like that. The way it translated out is about the closest to the— What you think? To original, what I think the intent of the original was. Okay. It seemed like a, a common theme. I don't know if it was if you called it out necessarily in word as much, but it seemed like respect had a yeah. lot to do with this. And I just I looked up respect and I mean, it's what we think it is, a relation or reference to a particular thing or situation, remarks having respect to an earlier plan, an act of giving particular attention, high or special regard, quality or state of being esteemed expressions of high or special regard or deference paid our respects. So, and I I think this was asked in second service, maybe in Q&A, I believe. Does this have anything to do with how our parents treat us? If our parents are esteemed or they have the respect of God in, in his eyes, or is this just something like no matter how bad you have it, this is something that you're supposed to do because I, you know, you you think about a lot of us. Yeah, we might complain about this, that, or the other. Some of us have really horrible things we've lived through. Some of us are just like, well, could have been a little bit better. But for those people that seem to really have had the worst hand dealt to them, I immediately thought of two or three people that I'm just like, man, how in the world does this apply? How would they ingest? this idea of this commandment or this commitment to honor somebody 
that has only just brought pure oh shame and madness and despair to your life. Yeah. That's a hard one, isn't it? You know, in researching this, one of the I think I read in one of the commentaries, and I, I'm trying to pull up which one of them it was. I don't believe it was the Seventh-day Adventist one. It was, anyway, one of the commentaries that I read in, and it was going to be a little bit too hard to put into the sermon and explain out, but basically they, they actually made the argument. I wasn't 100% sure I agreed with it, which is why I don't think I probably included <laughs> it. Was they made the argument that this is really pertaining to, this commandment pertains to parents that are living a covenant relationship with God hmm. and that are basically attempting to follow the covenant. And so that this this is very covenant language. And so therefore the argument could be made that if you had a parent that was not living in relationship to God that that would not have the same responsibility perhaps. Okay. That feel, I'm I mean, a little, that, I'm that a little right. bit, yeah. It feels, it feels, it kind of feels nice, right? If, <laughs> but, I'm, but, but then, then I think if here's where I want to be cautious, though, and this is the reason why I don't think, you know, this is why you podcast listeners get the extra here because you're, yeah. we know you, you can handle it, and in a church environment, I want to be a little bit careful when I say that because I think that it's a little bit easy when we say that to be like, well, my parents did this bad, or they did that bad, or they did another thing bad, therefore I don't need to. X, Y, or Z. I don't have a responsibility yeah. there. And I, you know, if you're not in a if you're not in a parent, perhaps you can say that. But if you are a parent, one of the first things you have to know as a parent that you're not a perfect parent, right? Mm. I mean, nope. if as a parent, I know Kyle and Eric have lots of good stuff that <laughs> they can use on me anytime they sure. want because I'm not a perfect parent. I've made mistakes. I'm making mistakes. I'm doing my best, but you know, there's there's definitely, you know, if they call me up 15 years from now and said, I can't afford to go to therapy, but I know I need therapy and it's because of your parenting <laughs> style, I'd be like, fair enough. <laughs> let, me, let me find the money. Um, <laughs> I don't and, think they'd say that. <laughs> and so, uh, but, you know, but, I, but you hear my point, right? Well, of course, of course. All parents are imperfect. And so I think it's it's easy to get caught up on, well, where's the line on how imperfect they are? for me not to have to honor them or respect them. And and the other part is, what if they're not a Christian? Does that mean that you don't have to respect them? Well, what if your respect actually brought them to the Lord, that mm. actually brought them into relationship the way that you honor them, even though they don't deserve it? And I've, I think we've all heard anecdotal stories about parents who had children that loved them in spite of what they did, and it changed their hearts in the long run. And so what mm. I would say very respectfully, and it, and it's an easy thing for me to say because I have great parents. Both my parents are fantastic. They're wonderful people, imperfect people, but wonderful sure, yeah. people, imperfect just like me. But it's easy for me to say this because I've got great parents. I was not abused by my parents growing up. It's another thing when you've been abandoned by your parents, when you've been physically beaten by your parents, when you've been sexually assaulted by your parents. That's a, that's a completely, completely another plane right. of existence that I don't know anything about, so I don't have a right to speak into that. What I will say is if we can honor them in an appropriate way, and that's where I like what the original word says, give weight to. To me, that right. that, yeah, that, that adds a little bit of a little bit more flavor than even the word respect sure. or honor. Give weight to, yep. 
do what you can do for that parent. And in some cases, you know, some of the brutal cases that I just kind of mentioned, you know, the best thing maybe to do is to stay away from them and to not do anything. But there are some cases where you have a, a parent who you can give weight to out of love, forgiveness, and acceptance, even when it's hard. And when you can do that, I think that is what Christ-like living is like, to, to take imperfect people and to treat them better than they treat you. Um, and that's not—none no, of us like doing it. No, but— But I think that's what Christ did for us, and so that's one of the things that we can do as well. I think, again, people—you know, I wish Jeff was here to kind of speak a little bit more into this, too, but I do think it's a very healthy thing to have boundaries with an abusive parent or a parent that's out of line to, mm. to say— I'm not going to do this, and if this happens, I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to. I'm not going to be able to stay. If you start calling me these names, if you start belittling me, if you start doing these things, that's going to be where I'm going to have to walk away from the conversation, where I'm going to have to go ahead and put distance between me and you. I often hear in these kind of cases where a parent, oh, can't you take a joke? I'm just kidding around. Come on. You know— the people, when they do those kind of things, when they're hurtful, they often will make excuses for why they're doing it. But you don't have to stay by and take it. And by the way, if that's your child talking to you saying, hey, that's hurting my feelings, please stop that. Don't tell them to get a thicker skin. Don't tell them that, oh, I'm just joking. Yeah. Hear them out. Just do, I mean, if they're saying it hurts their feelings, just respect that it's hurting their feelings. And if you think that it shouldn't hurt their feelings, that's not your decision to make. So right. go ahead and, and respect the fact that you're hurting their feelings and back off if they ask you to. Do the things that they ask you to. You know, we all want to, the world to revolve around us, that we all want it to be about us. But if we're really a mature adult, we recognize the world doesn't revolve around yeah. us and that when other people have needs and wants, we need to respect those. And so, you know, that's that's the other side. But you know what? There's a lot of great parents out there, aren't there? I mean, there really are some really great parents sure. out in the world. And we, both, we both got lucky. Yeah. We both got lucky. Well. Blessed in some ways. Yeah. And you don't want to say, you want to be careful because it's like, you know, well, did God not bless this? That's Lovely one of the things person. that, yeah, did God not bless me because I got the parent that I got? And that the hard part for it, you know, is say, I don't know. I don't know why that happened. And that's one of the reasons why I kind of made my main point about God asks us to show due respect to our life givers. If you can't say anything more for your parents than this, they did give you life. They, you know, and from my vantage point, and I know if you if you feel like the world is against you and life is tough, you can maybe disagree with me on this, but gift, life is a gift. I think we're all super blessed and fortunate to be alive, to have the opportunity to to live and experience all that life has. At the very least, your biological parents gave you life. They do that. And in some cases, even that can be, mm, it can be problematic. So it, parenting is complicated. I, I, I had a rabbi friend who told me he thought this was the hardest commandment of all to keep. Uh, he said that in his opinion, and there's, <laughs> there's debate about which commandment is sure. the hardest to keep, but in his opinion, this was the one because just knowing how to honor parents in some of the difficult situations in life, what it means to honor them can be can be very complicated and and not just straightforward like, you know, 
don't murder somebody. Well, it's of course, then I didn't make that one straightforward <laughs> either. So what are you going to do? Well, it's just like the whole stop it thing. You know, it applies in so many different ways. And I liked what you said about someone's telling you that this is hurtful or yeah. that they don't like it. And I think we all go through a stage where you kind of feel like people that you know understand you mm-hmm. and they understand where you're coming from. And this wasn't intended to hurt you, so stop it. Yeah. Stop, stop feeling uh, like you're like you're being yeah. hurt by what I'm saying because that's not what it that's not what it's about. Yeah. Instead of just being the bigger person and going, "Oh, you want me to stop? Could I just stop, please?" Yeah. And then you have kids, and you go, "Why can't you just stop it? Your sister just told you that they <laughs> like like you don't like she doesn't like it. Yeah. Can you just say? It? And when you don't want her to do something to you, yeah. you know, and you have those battles, and then you just realize that just 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 stop. But then there's so many places where families don't have that same communication, they don't have that same cohesiveness, or even a baseline where someone can look and say, yeah, thanks a lot for, you know, for bringing me to this world. I have friends who are like, you know, sometimes I wish my parents would have just not, you know, because like you said, my life has been anything but what I would have hoped it could have been or, and even now it feels like such a struggle. So I can see why someone would carry those feelings and it's hard when you see somebody struggle so hard and and then you go well yeah I'm, I'm not perfect as a parent and, but I also hope that my kids feel like they have a better <laughs> you know that they were blessed with yeah. with with us as parents too but that's a that's a tough one because I like when you when you said you know the definition kind of the be heavy or or give weight to it and it almost feels like a little bit of a of you know balancing the scales in some way, but then you immediately go, if I'm the one balancing the scales, I'm going to get it wrong. Yeah. And so then there's my opportunity to practice being like Jesus, and how much is too much, what's enough, and all those all those all those unknowns that we struggle with. But I thought that even what we talked about, I think it was two weeks ago, where you know you said first and foremost, spend spend time growing your relationship with Jesus. And that's so applied here. I I thought of those three things. And it's like, if I know how Jesus has treated me when I'm probably equally or as horrible as your parents were to you as I am to Jesus sometimes, and he's still like, look, I know, I know it's going to get, you know, we're going to, we're going to work through this and we're going to have that relationship. And then, but, uh, but then you said on the other one, second, accountability matters. You know, what's my part in this? Have I been the, the model citizen or the model, you know, child that even <laughs> came close and, you know, ask my mom, she'll tell you that that's yeah. not, yeah, that, that, that's not true. And then third, you know, it was educate yourself. And I'm like, even if you're not a parent, educate yourself on what, like, think I think of, you're getting my notes mixed up from the week before. It, on no, the, it, it was, the, yeah. it was, but those three, you think to that me, goes the same with this? I think they really stood out to me as the same. And, and not that you didn't yeah. end that way, but to me, each of those three things, and, and these have kind of almost been a theme throughout. The more I went back and yeah. looked at all that we're doing is still, you know, got to have that relationship with yeah. Jesus, my accountability in all of this matters. And then third, figure out. What the opposition is, or what, what, why do I feel this way? Figure, figure out why, what all the components are to the best of your ability. Pray about it, and then I think a lot of it gets answered. So yeah, those were the notes from last week, but it hit me in the message while during the service this week. I'm like, man, those three, like all through this, this could be like the three that, like all the, the commitments. If I'm going to do that, I have to, I got to take accountability. 
Jesus has to be at the center. And then I need to do my part to do what's right and to to make this what God as close as to what I can do to be Jesus to whatever the each of these situations were. And I thought that was just an interesting an interesting twist I wasn't expecting to find through all of these and 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 for each of those. Yeah. But you never know what you're going to find until you it's like you said before. It's always yeah. nice to learn a little bit more. Yeah. Hey, I have an idea. Go. I saw it. Yeah. My idea is why don't we do whatever questions came in and then let's talk about uh let's close off with a positive about what uh, your parents did right for you. Ooh. And I'll talk about what my parents did right for me. You stole my ending. I did love- I really? Great <laughs> minds think alike. I was just like, because actually we didn't have any questions that we didn't get to. Oh, okay. So we got to everything. So I was thinking that along those lines, what did uh, kind of just sharing personally, because yeah. I like the fact that uh, Gabby asked you this week something to that same effect in, during Q&A. And I thought, you know, it, it's nice and and Freud, I know you're listening. It's Wednesday morning, so I know you're listening. And he said, "I like it when you share personal stories." Yeah. And so I was like, "Well, let's let's do something personal uh, from a story." You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Hmm. Well, I'll go first. Okay. Um, go for it. I think that one of the uh, cool things about my parents is that they both um, made time for me. They mm. really um, just knew I could, you know, that the door was open to go talk to them and that they would actually go out of their way to come talk to me. I know that, you know, one of the, my child, my teenage memories is, uh, you know, having my parents invite me to come into their room and in the evening and sit down and tell them about my day, what was going on and, and to listen to me. And that that's, uh, I think that that's just one of the best things you can do for your kids is just being open, listening, listening near to them. And that's, mm. uh, that's, uh, Kind of a vivid memory of mine that, uh, you know, just before bedtime going into my parents' room and sitting down and talking to them for a while. Nice. That is yeah. a good That is a good one. If I were to say my parents were so different in how they interacted with me and my dad was the, the typical I love my family and the way I show my love for my family is I, uh, I go to work, I work hard, I provide – and I also expect that when I provide, you guys got to take care of your end of the bargain, right? And I never really appreciated that until I got older. Mm. And when when people say, I really, I really admire your work ethic and I admire the attention to details. My dad is a, a stickler. He's a perfectionist. And of course, we, you know, there's there's downsides to that because you get frustrated because this shouldn't work this way. It should work this way. And I know how to do this. And if it doesn't go right, then there's other problems. But in overall, my dad, he's not going to read, you know, he's not going to be the warm fuzzy as a kid, but he's always the one that's there to bail you out. When your car doesn't start, when you've been out, it's two o'clock in the morning and you stayed out all night and your car uh, freezes up on a Wisconsin highway and you walk back home two and a half miles, nearly froze to death, and he gets out of bed and nearly kills you both because you forgot to put the key in the ignition when he's towing you home and you turn in front of a car and we both nearly both got killed. You know, so many numerous occasions, no matter if it was for his family or for someone else, dad's always there. He can fix anything, <laughs> and if he can't fix it, it's probably better just to throw it away because you don't want to know how much <laughs> it's going to cost. And, and for my mom, I've always felt like, we had a love for Louis Lemoore, right? Ah, yeah, way to work right. that yeah, in. You worked yeah. that in, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and for trips to Sabaro's Pizza at the mall after school. 
Hmm. Um, we would go and walk at the mall because it was cold outside. And it was she was doing these uh, walks for work and uh, had to get the miles in. So, like, I'll pick you up from school today. You've got to ride the bus. You want to come we'll grab a, We'll grab a slice at Sbarro's and, you know, go for a walk and, and talk. And so that's that was some of the best communication I think that I ever had with my with my mom. And then, but those two together always worked out. It's like you always knew that they had your back for advice or what to do. Or the other part was, if you get yourself into trouble, you found your way in. Find, Find your, your way, way out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they sacrificed that. And so I think the other part was they sacrificed at a time when, you know, construction, like, Back in the 70s and inflation, and my dad was a heavy equipment operator. A lot of years in the wintertime being up there, you'd be on unemployment and things were tight. And But we never went without everything. We always had what we needed. And I've just always appreciated both my parents have been such hard workers to make sure that we had everything we needed to succeed. And if we didn't, it was, you know, us not following up on something or us not doing our, our part. And so... To know that your that your parents always have your back with with advice, and just want but wanting you to do it. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bail you out, but I'll be here to walk through it with you. And I think that's huge. I think that was one of the things I have appreciated both about about both of my parents together as a unit. They both played uniquely different roles, but it worked really well together. Yeah, that, I can relate to that. Both my parents are incredibly giving people. I mean, they give a lot to the community around them. And particularly for my brother and I, my, my parents, it was just never never a doubt that if we needed something, they would do without to make sure that we got what we needed. Um, and yeah. and I, I'm sure I won't know outside of heaven all the things that they gave up so that <laughs> I could have have what I needed. And so yeah. that's uh, and so my brother could have what he wanted so and needed. So um, yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty big gift as a parent, you know, to to give yourself that way to think of another human being and. Even if they are your own children, sometimes it can be hard to to want to do stuff. And uh, and my parents, you know, there's just never a doubt they'd drive to pick me up if it meant driving many hours. I remember after we moved back from Guam, we were living in Georgia, and Rashawn and I got about as sick as we've ever been in our life. Mm. At the same time, we think we probably got food poisoning in a restaurant, and I Ooh. mean, it was it was bad, bad, bad. I mean, it was just. <laughs> Whatever you can imagine, and times two, it was bad, and we were both in the bathroom constantly. I mean, it was so bad, and so we have. Um, I think Eric had been born at that point, but we had Eric and Kyla, and and here you got two grown adults, just I mean, just completely unable to do anything other than find the toilet and pray that the that life soon. would either end or we'd get better one or the other. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I just remember calling up my parents. They they lived about three and a half hours away and about four hours later they're at our home taking care of the kids while we uh, recovered. And, um, you know, that's kind of special, you know, to have to have those kind of people in your life that will care about you and and for me that's something I haven't taken for granted I've I've you know as a pastor unfortunately I've been around enough enough people who are who are going through angst to to see that many people who don't have that kind of a parent that, that in oh, fact yeah. just it's far worse and you know as I as we tell our stories about happy childhoods and good things that happen to us I just want to be recognizing that if that isn't your experience we um, we're with you and we yeah. we care about you and we're we 
pray for you. That's it's a hard thing to have because the I think God created us that the people that children should be able to always count on is their parents. Their parents. They should always be able to count on their parents being there to help them and to be there for them. And sometimes helping your child is letting them fail, letting, letting yeah. them. But but that's you know the, the God gave us parents to watch over us, to help us grow, to help us learn. And when parents don't do that, it's so it's so hard on a child. It's so hard. It's um it's difficult. And I think that the on the on the opposite of things, you know, when you when you kind of think about what a circle life is, you know, you when you're born, you you're put into diapers and you slowly grow and find your voice and become a you know kind of that conscious human being who's making decisions and fully and then as you kind of get into those older years dementia can set in you can go back into diapers yeah and it's at that point where god gives us as children and it's a hard one we live in a society where we don't really particularly care for this but gives us the responsibility to make sure that our parents are taken care of just the same way that they took care of us when we were small gives us the opportunity to help make sure that they're taken care of as they get older and as they need help and assistance. And so where it can become difficult is if you had a parent that didn't take care of you growing up, and it's yeah. a hard thing to feel like you need to help take care of them as they get older and as they have needs. Well, and, you know, a couple of people just in, in family and, and distant, more distant family and um, different people that you'll meet, when you see them in like you just said, they didn't have that relationship with their parents. Their parents weren't the ones yeah. that made sure that they were, that their kids were taking care of first and that your heart just, your heart needs to break when those things happen. And I, I know there's nothing you can do per se, but sometimes just being there and just saying, hey, you've got a place to come, you have a place to be, you have a place where you're welcome, you have a place where it's safe. And you have a place where you're you're wanted anytime you want to be here, looking for those opportunities and finding them. And we've uh, we've had a few of those, I should say, at least one of those that I can think of off the top of my head. And it's a heartbreaking thing, but at the same time, it makes you realize how much you love your kids, and how much God loves you, and just to to pay that forward. And so I'm yeah I'm the same same as you, Ken. If if you're listening and that hasn't been your experience. Man, I, I pray that God sends someone in your life that can speak into that role and, and speak into healing and into friendship and into acceptance and love. And it's just one of those things in the world that we don't understand and we don't know why and so frustrating. But especially when you see kids, it's always the worst. Yeah, it's a hard one. But you know what? I love my kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's one of those things where, uh, you know, you can't control what your parents do for you, but you can control what you do for your kids or your spiritual kids. And that's one Ooh, of the things that I really I wanted like, to yeah. kind of get into is that you don't have to be a, a, you don't have to biologically have children to be a parent. You can be a parent, a spiritual parent to people, to another person. You can, you can love them and parent them. And so we all have the opportunity to be parents in a sense that way. And so, you know, I just say, you know, love those those kids that God brings into your life. Did and you have any spirituals that any spiritual parents that weren't yours? Yeah, absolutely. Their names were the Dixons, and the um, 
And I may have already told this story before on the podcast, but the, he, Mr. Dixon looked exactly like George Bush Sr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he looked exactly like him. And so I was fascinated by politics, even at a very young age. And so when I saw him, I was like, I had to know him. Anyway, long story short, I got to know them. They They came into the restaurant that I was working in, and they kind of adopted me as their grandchild in a way. <laughs> so... They'd have me over to their house. Um, they they talked to my parents. Said, "Hey, we had teenagers at one time. Sometimes it's nice for them to be able to get away from home sometimes and have another responsible adult to listen to." And mm-hmm. is it okay if Ken comes over and if he wants to? And then my parents were like, "Oh yeah." And so, so yeah, so I'd go over and hang out with them, and they they really taught me a lot about life. They taught me a lot about God. They taught me about a lot about just a ton about what it means to be in a good marriage. They're just wonderful people. Just, just. But that doesn't them. mean that your parents weren't good parents. No, or were lacking, right? I mean, I think that's where people I, don't yeah. want to say that because they're like, "What if mom and dad think that I wasn't like they weren't enough?" No, no, and I mean, but those of us who are parents, I think we all pray that somebody will spiritually <laughs> adopt our yeah. children, right? In, yeah. in a sense, because it's one thing for you to tell your kids to love Jesus; it's another thing for a, an adult that they trust and love to tell them to love Jesus. I'm reminded of a story that um, uh, Lee. Uh oh, Lee. <laughs> I can't Strobel? believe it. No, not Lee Strobel. This is uh, this, <laughs> not not that uh, famous Lee. Anyway, Lee is the uh, is the child of a very famous Adventist pastor whose whose uh, name has just left me, <laughs> and uh, and he kind of his dad was kind of like the the Adventists who kind of pioneered and put out uh, lots of information about righteousness by faith. Okay. And, um, but Lee never, Lee tells a story about never getting it. Just his dad talked about it all the time, but it never really sunk in. And so he was over at a Friday night Vespers program that's, uh, you know, like a Friday night spiritual event. And the chaplain of the school did a talk about righteousness by faith. (laughs) And And it finally clicked. And he went home and he told his dad, like, this is what it is, blah, blah, blah. You know, just like explain it to his dad, (laughs) uh, his Venden. There we go. Okay. Uh, Venden. And he was explaining, I think it was Ben. Anyway, he's explaining this whole concept to his dad, who like pretty much wrote the who book wrote the on book it. Yeah, no, you know, right. what his little high school chaplain had finally, you know, this anyway. And it's just kind of this amusing. His dad, he said, looked up at him from his bowl of Cheerios or whatever it was he was eating and said, Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? And instead of saying, I've been trying to tell you, his dad just looked at me and goes, isn't that wonderful? Where's just, your mind been at, yeah, boy? Yeah. But I thought that was just, you know, that's what I always hope for my kids, because you try to explain things to them, and they, you know, they're just like, yeah, dad, whatever. And then to have another adult that comes along and says it in a language that, for whatever reason, makes sense to them, and that's just, I think that for me as, as a parent, that's my prayer, that I have somebody come along. I. So the reason why I want Carla Meunier to, to know my kids and spend time with them, our youth Absolutely. pastor at Whole Life Church, it's the yeah. reason I want, you know, good adults in my parent and my kids' life because, you know, they can get through to my kids in some ways that I can't. And it's not to say I don't get through to my kids. It's just that, you know, like you say, you can be a great parent, yeah. but it just takes a, it takes other people to come along and walk alongside your child and be there with them to to help them really turn out the way that you want them to. Well, I was going to do something, and I'm going I'm to name a couple names because I know they don't listen to the podcast. And I'm sure they don't even know we have this podcast. But uh, Debbie Schufelt, she worked in the cafeteria when I was at the academy. She kept us out of more trouble. She helped us trying to reason with teenagers who thought they knew everything. She was one of those people that spoke into my life when I was away from home. 
and made a huge difference. Her and her husband, Monty, poor Monty, he was the assistant boys dean and He'd always be like, guys, guys, don't don't tell me what you're doing. Please, please don't tell me what you're doing. You're going to get us all in trouble. And Monty has since passed on. A wonderful, wonderful man and really took us under their wing and always made sure that you knew that you were loved, mm-hmm. that they cared what happened to you. And they cared what happened to you like parents, almost like a parent-grandparent hybrid. Like, I want to see you succeed down the road, don't quit. Quit looking so short term, and, and and look long term. They were very wise, and she was one of the people that left a lasting impression in my life. And the other one is actually my brother, his mother in law. They lived just down the road from us, which is probably why my brother and his wife <laughs> ended up. Our families did a lot of stuff together, and her name is Gloria Wildy, and she was another person who was just really interested in my life and interested in who I became. And many a times when things just didn't seem to make sense and you would talk to your parents, you talk to whoever, and, you know, through the grapevine even, she'd say, I heard about, you know, what, what's going on with this? What's going on with this? And just to speak into the life like a friend would, even though it's an adult who's, you know, got more life experience, and to always put a biblical flair to it. She has a, She had a way, she still has a way about that. Last time I saw her was a couple years ago, and I opened the car door for her and helped her out of the car. She wrote me the nicest long Aww. letter saying about what a gentleman I was. And You what, are a gentleman, Randy Well, McGray. I try sometimes. And, you know, and you've, it really reminded me, and it reminds me, I actually saw it. It's in my desk, along with all my personal letters from the girls and different things. And I read it probably a month, maybe two months ago, as I was cleaning some some space out. And it makes you realize when you think back then the memories, when you have someone like that. So hopefully if it's not a parent, it's someone else that's talking into that life. And they're, they're so valuable. And I agree as a parent, I hope that like, I love the fact that Carla Monier is our youth pastor and that she is speaking into Ellie's life mm-hmm. and even Emily's life. She's interested. Yeah. She's, she, she looks to engage. And, and those are the kinds of things from your church family that you want to see. And even other people just at church, um, that just are constantly uh, uplifting your kids and your your staff, like Richard, including Ellie. You know, this past week she had a did a wonderful job with the brass and all those people lifting up. And I hope that if even if maybe you're going like guys, you're not making it any better. Maybe maybe you should come and visit us at Whole Life. Maybe you need someone to just face to face. You know. I'm usually available in the lobby most Saturdays. You'll see me behind the camera with uh, someone better looking than myself on the other side, who is your online worship host. (laughs) You can come up to me anytime, I promise, and say, I heard you on the podcast. I could use a I could use a hug. I could use a conversation. I know where the coffee machine is at, the good one in Richard's office. And we can go and grab a cup, you know, whatever. We can sit down and have a cup. We can get a hug, whatever. And I know that, you know, I'm not I'm not that end all either, but I am willing to and would love to meet and give you a hug and just say, man, I'm rooting for Team U. Very cool. Of course, the same goes for me. Yeah. We have a bonus coming up with a little short story that I think you're going to enjoy. It's going to be a little bonus, and it'll come out a little bit later this week on, eh, let's do Friday night. Why not? That's going to be a good one as you're getting ready for 
a Shabbat to mm. come and yeah. you go, I just need something good. I need a little something good. It's been a long week. And sometimes you just need a little story, a little news that feels good and redemptive and hopeful of all things. Tune in for it then because that's when it's going to come out. And because there might not be and a good And if you place. want a little bit of dad bragging too. A little bit of dad bragging, but I'll just say that a little bit of miracle too. Hmm. That God yep. answers prayers, and you know, I, we we talk about it a lot. Where it's like, well, you know, you don't see the miracles like they used to be, and it's like, hey, there's one right in front of your yeah. face. All you have to do is just believe, right? And watch. I think that they happen, and, and, and I think it. that sometimes it's not even as much about believing as just paying attention. Because I think <laughs> our faith is thin, <laughs> and uh, and yet God still does amazing things for us. Faith is thin, and we're as equally distracted. Yep. I think that you put those two together, and they're not to do it. Okay. So we are done with this week, and I hope everyone had a great Mother's Day. Yeah, happy and Mother's Day. this week, we're not done yet. We got, what, two more to go? Three, seven. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got this next week, which were, is three more. Eight, three nine, more. and ten, right? Yep. Because it doesn't matter, yep. matter what shell game we've been yep. playing. It's eight, nine, and ten. <laughs> it's eight, nine, and ten. Yep. What's eight? We're, uh, we're, not going to, uh, we're not going to steal. We're not going to steal. Oh, boy. We're not going to steal. We're going to commit to not stealing. We're going to commit to not stealing. All right. Uh, We're going to couple that with uh, a tribute to uh, graduates, too. So that should be, uh, if you want to (laughs) hear, if you want to see Ken be, uh, take two topics and try to tie them together, uh, enjoy. This is going to be interesting. And then do we want to spoil what's coming up, the next one, for number nine, or should we not? uh, Oh, I don't. All I would say is be watching your videos because there is a pretty good video promo for the um, the, Do Not Bear Fall. Witness and actually, if you swipe up in today's show notes, you will see a link to Facebook, to Twitter, and to Instagram. And those announcements will be I will be making that announcement. And so I know it will be in regular form, it'll be in square, it'll be on all of those outlets for you to see. You're the best, and you will enjoy because uh, just thinking about it, I'm already chuckling to myself. So definitely don't (laughs) miss that. It's going to be a surprise. It's probably not what you think. So, but keep guessing, but you'll see that in probably about a week from now. So thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, Freud, it was so good to talk to you. And I just wanted to let you know that uh, I appreciated the conversation and come and see me in the lobby, guys. I, I enjoy all the comments that you have, but thanks for listening. And most of all, for sharing and have a great week. 